This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Book Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. Now, in our 100th season, looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club, my name is Benjamin Bloom, and you are tuned into the flagship show available each and every week on video and or audio. So, for a sometimes irreverent but always informative hour of football conversation, make your Monday a Blue Monday. Craig Finbow. <laughs> he hates it dave he laughs along but he knows if he if he doesn't laugh along i'll i'll just keep doing, keep it. doing so, it yeah keep it how are you craig sorry i'm okay thank you very much yeah had a pleasant day just wandering around in the sunshine before it started to rain yeah i went walking on the seafront and saw a woman having a swim which was nice oh a bit, chi- bit chilly i'd imagine but she seemed to be enjoying herself wow it's not against covid regulations by the way i do know how to pronounce craig's surname i just do it to annoy him because i'm very juvenile and an awful person. Someone who is not an awful person is David David Diamond. Hello, Ben. Hello, Craig. Good to see you, mate. What a day it's been. What I was just saying before we came in here. What a day for sport. There was there was clearly cricket, told red... you not to talk about no, golf no, no, and no, cricket. Wait, You're going to do let it me, anyway. Let me, finish, let me finish. There was cricket. There's wonderful golf on now, and a Rabona, a Rabona by <laughs> Lamella in the Spurs game. I mean, ah. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. I think it was even some rugby going on as well, but don't talk about that. But Two minutes I'm... in, Diamond is talking about <laughs> take the rat off Bona then. <laughs> <laughs> Golf and cricket and all sorts. But there's only one place we need to start, and that is um referee Drysdale versus <laughs> Alan Judge. Because um a little bit more on this. Um after the I mean we we kind of looked at this in the um in the aftermath of the Northampton game um, in the live stream. And it was then all of a sudden the clip went viral because everyone thought it was funny to laugh at an Ipswich player having the, the referee square up to him. But we saw the um, the print off and these things are 
like you said, Craig, um, in our WhatsApp group, these things are very strange when you see them in actually in writing. I remember studying the Kiko Casilla, Jonathan Lecco one, and to see the language just written down in a legal document with no holds barred is very interesting. So, Craig, um, referee Drysdale claims Alan Judge <laughs> said, uh, <laughs> "Are you going to manually bleep? You're going to manually bleep me, Dave." <laughs> See if you can manually yeah. bleep me. Can't okay. say it. Go on. What can't say, say it? Right. It's it's an effing penalty. You cheating bald. Do the bleep beep. noise. Beep Thank beep. you. <laughs> it's only got one syllable and four letters and begins with C and ends in honest. <laughs> <laughs> You're a effing cheating. Beep. <laughs> You're a bit slow on the uptake on on this day with the with the beep and I. Are you going to blame internet lag? I am. It's a delay. <laughs> it's a delay um, between here and here in Buckinghamshire. Now, Craig, because every day of my life I visit the FA website to read Law 12, um, here's what Law 12 says. Um, Using offensive, insulting or abusive language and or gestures is a red card offence. So if Mr Drysdale did hear such things, I'm not entirely sure why he didn't produce a red card for Alan Just but. Here's Alan Judge's rebuttal, Craig. I'll admit using the F word. I said to him, and I'm not going to do an um, Irish accent. God, uh, yes. you... let's, 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 you know, upset everybody, shall we? Well, we're here. Go on, have, have a go. <laughs> I normally do, Craig. Come on. Um, you've got to be effing joking me. And I said that a couple of times. I never used the C word. I don't use that word. And I didn't call him a cheat. Our media team have got some audio and it backs me up. Some people have said I should have come out straight away and explained what I said, but I didn't want to do that. I was trying to help Darren. I said the matter was finished, and it was. But I have to make it clear now that I totally dispute what has been said by the referee. Um, first of all, Craig, um, are you Team Drysdale or Team Judge? Because you've not often been Team Judge this season. Let's be honest, have you, Craig? Come on. Um, no, I haven't. No, no. But like everyone else, really, turn of the year, we've, we've been fully aboard the, the Team Judge bus, haven't we, I think? Um I and what is your what is your view on this, and how how do you think this is going to play out? Well, I think had he given the penalty, which it was in the first instance, then none of this would have happened, would it? It it, it was a pretty well not an obvious penalty, but he did seem to take his his legs away from him. Um, but yeah, as you say, if, if if Drysdale had heard everything that was that he subsequently put in his statement, then why is you know why was he waving a yellow card around at someone who we didn't particularly know at the time whether it was downs or whether it was um judge that was getting the yellow he, he was just completely he was just all flustered wasn't he the, the ref he was marking the white line in the in the penalty area for the um for the free kick to go against judge um so yeah you know he just seemed to be a bit all over the place but, but to my eyes there's well ears there were a dozen people around him so they must know what was or wasn't said mustn't they you know taking the two parties apart for one instance then talk to the opposition players i say there was at least six, seven, eight of those, because they were having to drag the referee back from Alan Judge. Dave, is this another Jonathan Lecco and Kiko Casilla where two people know what was said, one is saying one thing, one is yeah. saying the other, we will never know. Yeah, unless let's keep it that way. I mean, he's got a, what's he got a, a, a full match, full match ban, has he? But, but he's, he's served it retrospectively. Suspend, yeah, yeah, right. Retrospectively suspended type full match ban of which he served two or three games already and apparently they, they they get paid by the game so they get you know they're not it's not as if they run a, a salary retainer type thing they get paid by the game so you know looks like he's been sort of reasonably punished punished already so 
what's the point in taking it further? I mean, I don't see it. I don't see the point at all, really. Only, only the besmirching, potentially the besmirching <laughs> the of judges, besmirching. Ju- judges' good name. Oh, they, I can throw, I can throw. I use that all the time, actually. Yeah, oh, of, of judges' good name. So, um, and I've just got you bleeping my c words, and you coming know, up with uh, yeah. besmirching my my good name. So, look, I, I, I don't know. Will it will it go any further? Hopefully not. Just let it go now. But. Yeah, it's obviously down to judge now, isn't it? If he's going to take it, take it further and um, and 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 question and have it have it out with him. Absolutely, um, Dave. I think there's a bit of a sense now that the Paul Cook hire happened at quite an opportune moment because <laughs> um, in the last 24 hours, I mean, we can go back even to Friday. Um, uh, Chris Wilder was, but you never know with the old housing market chain with managers how things yeah, how move it all along, falls. how yeah. it all falls. Um, but Kenny Jacket fired by Pompey today. Ito Karanka has been fired, but it's not been announced yet, um, allegedly. Um, do you think Pompey or Birmingham might have been chatting to Paul Cook if he'd been available? I think he certainly probably would have done. Um, certainly, certainly Portsmouth, maybe. Um, yeah, Jacket, what was he? One winning. He stands had a great run, have they? One winning seven, I think. Obviously, lost to Salford yesterday in the Pizza Cup, but I guess that's not a. That really wasn't the, <laughs> the final straw. Pizza, <laughs> the Pizza Cup. <laughs> Papa John's, sorry. Papa John's trophy. So, you know, that wasn't. Um, you know, uh, that wasn't the sole reason for it. One, one in seven, real, real drop off in full. And I think certainly it was almost got to a McCarthy Lambert type thing with their fans. I think the fans certainly wanted him out. So, um, you, unusual suspects are there again, aren't they? Cowleys are in the frame. I think they're, I think they're odds on, but they're fairly short odds. I think, um, I saw Lee Bowyer's name in there. Um, uh, yeah, usual suspect, but I'd have thought, yeah, certainly cook. We, we, um, yeah, I think he's, uh, We've got him in. Our timing was fairly, uh, fairly impeccable, really, because certainly he would have been up for those jobs. I would have thought, perhaps not Sheffield United, but anyway, <laughs> certainly those jobs. Yeah, but we can all sit here, Craig, and go right. Okay, so Allardyce is going to go at the end of the season, and Wilder's yeah. going to go to West Brom, and, and then you, you you do the maths um, afterwards. Craig, is this a rare occurrence? of Ipswich Town being <laughs> in the right place <laughs> at the right time after fifteen years of um, being in the uh, in the kind of the wrong place at varying different states of time. Well, well, yeah, but arguably we were still six months late in appointing him, weren't we? <laughs> Albeit we got it done before we, you know, before the other clubs were in the same boat as we were. But you know, it would have been nice to have had him in position. Would he not, before. Craig? Would he not have been more inclined to say no and wait for a championship job six months ago, though, just to just to play devil's advocate? Yeah, possibly, but you know the two that did come up didn't really. He didn't really fancy, did he? Um, the short-term ones at Wednesday and uh, and Cardiff. So you know you can you can hang around for forever and a day, can't you? Waiting for the perfect opportunity to come up. Um, and uh, as as he said himself in one of his um, very very uplifting upbeat <laughs> press conferences, is you know he I was thought of you are the wind beneath my wings as you <laughs> did. You want me to sing that while you do this? But no, no. you carry on. Yeah, no. No, um, he he sort of said that he was, it was the owner that attracted him. Believe it or not, everybody. But you know, it's just it's the owner side of things, which I suppose you can understand, can't you, from a from a manager's perspective? And to be fair, pretty much every manager that has joined has has said the same thing that you know they're left to their own devices and and are given too much time at the end of their tenure to to turn it around. 
Pet, pet Shop Boys, Craig, left to my own devices. You'll, you'll I used to love that record. Yeah, I don't 12 Great. inch back in the day. Carry on, Dave. Yeah, sorry, no, I was just coming along. I was just coming along to that. Let's you could be Chris. I've forgotten about that. After, after hearing you sing, Dave, you could be Chris Lowe, mate, I think. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful. Um, Idris El Mazzuni, Craig, um, is going to be out for the season now. He's on loan at Grimsby with <coughs> dear old Paul Hurst. He's had nine starts. Um, we've been we've been fans of him on the podcast. I mean, I dare say there's a, a small amount of uh, things haven't been great and any little bright spark um, creative player we've been optimistic about. So he's going to come back um, either. I don't know whether he would do his rehab or um, I'm speculating there, but he'll certainly be around through the summer. He's going to be 21 in September. Um, where Where is where's El Mizuni going? Is this a, a, a short setback or um, where, where, where do you see him um, fitting in after this injury? That'd be interesting to see, actually, won't it? Because, um, you know, albeit he's had two season-ending injuries in the last two seasons, hasn't he, at, uh, at Cambridge and, and Grimsby. But, um, you know, if it gives him a chance to get back and get under Paul Cook's nose for pre-season and, and heading into heading into the new season, he's, you would think that he's a sort of player that Paul Cook's been talking about. You know, he wants attacking front foot, you know, attacking midfielders, wide players. Um, well, you know, if you, and I appreciate Dobra hasn't been given much of a much of a look in, but I'm just wondering whether that's because he's got such a massive squad. He's just trying to work with a limited, condensed squad just for the rest of this season. But I think it will give all those guys, you know, the Dobras and Neil Mazzuni's, um, a chance in the preseason just to show that you know you don't need to go out and buy anyone. You've got you've got it under the roof. Um, Dave, he likes a more sort of physical number 10 cook doesn't he but um you like El Mazzini, don't you what are your thoughts on what Craig had to yeah, say yeah yeah no, I agree good player you know technically good player um thought he would have been given a bit more I know Joe was disappointed with that thought he'd been given a bit more of a chance under under the previous manager but yeah no certainly one for the future and um yeah as, as Craig said just a shame because exactly the same pretty much happened exactly the same weekend last week certainly last season certainly it was March um so yeah it's been just a bit a bit unfortunate there but yeah, certainly one to keep and one I can only see developing, really. Um, Dave, Craig's best friend in the whole world, Jason Dezel, um, <laughs> uh, who we had a wonderful chat on the Blue Monday podcast with. When was that, Craig? About six weeks, eight weeks ago? I can't yeah, remember. Just, yeah, oh, oh, God, I can't remember. Yeah, just yeah good, good chat with Jason Dezel. Anyway, yeah. um, he's working with the under-18s. He's not, he's not the manager per se, but Dave, they've won eight in the last nine. Um and once again, the academy <laughs> punching its weight very well in um, representative competition. Yeah, I think they beat Watford, was it, yesterday, I believe? Yeah, um, it's him and um, Adam Atte, I think, are the joint coaches of the of the 18s. Um, yeah, great great to see. I mean, I, I assume there's kids still in there playing. Like, obviously, I didn't see what who, who was in the team yesterday, but I assume people like Gibbs is, Gibbs is there still. And, um, you know, one I'll or two others. i to but, Joe Fares on... But yeah, I'm very difficult. Yeah. Joe, Joe's probably shouting at me. He's far too old, mate. Um, and Baggett and, and Baggett and players like that who have appeared in the, you know, in the first team or on the fringes of the squad for, for the, well, you know, the, the football league, the Papa John's Trophy, you know, trophy game. So, um, yes, yeah, uh, looking looking very promising again. Uh, you, you, your thoughts, Craig? Um, we we seem to have this fabled academy that's good. I, I suppose there are there's evidence of that. 
um, this season. Um, you still feel it's um important thing that we can hang our hat on as a club? Yeah, well, it is as long as as long as they make the progression through to the first team. That's the whole the whole point of it, isn't it? You know, um, or they or they provide enough funding if they get released or get snapped up elsewhere to to keep it as a going concern. Um, I know there are there are a few points clear at the top of the league now. Um, I don't know the the category of the academies at um, Charlton. I think uh, we're above Millwall. I presume what, Watford should be good, shouldn't it? Yeah, to say Watford, I, I presume so. Watford will be a category one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's absolutely fantastic. What when this takeover happens, which you all know is going to happen, pretty much guaranteed. Nailed well, on Craig, the I found this in the Streamyard assets. Say takeover, and I'll press a button. Go on. Takeover. <laughs> ah, <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> yeah. I'm blaming Richard Woodward for that one. There's loads, of, there's loads of nonsense I can do here. If you're listening on podcast, um, go, go and subscribe on YouTube to see a silly American flag term. Sorry, Craig, you were making no, a no, sensible right, point that I ruined with juvenile humour once again. I just don't know whether, you know, we remains to be seen whether they see it as as much of a um, benefit. If if I say it's not you know, creating its its own worth, if you, if you like, if it's not if it's not producing the the finance to keep itself self fulfilling, if you see what I mean. No, of course. Um, right. Off we go to Plymouth, guys. Um, Ipswich at home to Plymouth this past weekend with the highly rated Lowe as manager and the highly rated Jeffcott, who seems to score every week when I'm doing my Saturday Super Streams, which you can catch up with on the Benjamin Bloom football channel if I'm allowed to pimp my other wares um, on here. And, David, it is the return of um, Caden Jackson, Alan Judge and Troy Parrott. And we'll talk about later a young central midfielder who's um, returning to the bench in this game. Um, Dave, um, let me just uh, press all the wrong buttons and I will attempt to get the team up for you on the screen. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see it. And there we go. Lovely. Uh, So Holly in goal, Chambers and Kenlock, the fullbacks. Wilson and Enciala, the centre-backs. Dizel and Downs, the double pivot. Judge left, Edwards right, Parrot 10, Jackson up front. Headline news, though, as I said, Dave, um, the return of Jackson, Parrot back in, and Alan Judge. Um, maybe you want to start with the return of Jackson? Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess, unfortunately, at the expense of... Um of Norwood, of, um, of James Norwood, who appears to have picked up a back injury, so we understand. Um, yeah, so no surprise really to see him to see him back with Norwood. Norwood being out, as you said, um, the Zellan Downs um, central central two in there in the middle. Edwards Parrot Judge back four, which has been okay. Gillingham aside to a degree last week has been pretty pretty solid for the last few games. That sort of picked itself really. So yeah, I quite like the look of that personally. Craig, yeah, um, I think with Jackson up front, it was probably wise to have Parrot behind him rather than a a more midfieldy type number ten just to uh, get a bit of support up to up to Jackson, who's not you know renowned for holding the ball up. So you can get someone a bit closer to him to. to feed balls into channels for him, then, yeah, all, uh, all good with that, to be fair. As as, as um, data, though, you know, just another little little niggle for uh, for Norwood. Uh, bench, Cornell, Ward, Skews, Bishop, Lancaster, Bennett and Drynan. Uh, for Plymouth, 
couple of familiar names, as I said. Manager Ryan Lowe is one we've heard a lot about. Cooper in goal. Ameson, Apoku and Watts back three. Edwards and Lewis wingbacks. Uh, Connor Grant, who's a familiar name. Lewis McLeod, we've seen in the championship with uh, Brentford. Uh, Kamara and Mayer and Ennis up top. And Dave, it's a very, very good start in this one. We have um, in the team in rain, Judge going very close from a free kick. And Troy Parrott, uh, with international representation already to his name, scores his first senior goal in, was it four minutes? Yeah, straight. I mean, Plymouth started the game just dreadfully. Whether it, whether because they were playing against a driving rain or not, I mean, it's horrific. Sort of ha- was here, sort of hail and stuff like that. But I mean, some of their passing for the first, or even beyond the goal, we're going to describe probably for the first fifteen minutes. It was just comical, really. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was just. I think Chambers played a ball down our right, and um, I think it was sort of headed, sort of half cleared. Then I think Edwards won a good header. Jackson couldn't quite control oh, just it. Just into the channel, Dave. There's not that yeah, much no, danger, it was. It fell, to the le- it fell to the left wing back, Lewis, who just had a horrific start to the game. I mean, he, he just was awful, literally... wasn't he? Oh, he just <laughs> literally, I mean, every ball he played either went out of play or he just gave it away. And um, yeah. he just didn't really look, did he? just tried to pass the ball square. You know, he's outside the box, sort of full back position, left back position. Just tried to pass the ball inside for the keeper to clear. And oh, it's an obvious one, really. I think even. Brenner Woolley described it on the commentary. It was such an obvious one. And Parrot was just, didn't really have to be that alert, sort of just lurking there, really. Um, picked it up about, what, eight yards out. And yeah, good finish, really, because he could have he could have snatched that. It will panic, but just, you know, knocked it to one side of the keeper and, yeah, just sort of slammed it in. So an ideal start, really, but a bit of a gift. But good to see, you know, hard-working young player. Good to see him get his first, I think it was his first professional goal, wasn't it? Yeah, indeed. Craig, um, the start, symptomatic. I've been watching Paul Cook do interviews like like this all week he can't stand still and he's just a ball of energy isn't he and is it was was the start of the game symptomatic of um perhaps what cooks he keeps saying um i can't do his scouse accent we want to have more clean sheets we want to have more passes one more crosses into the box more more shots was was this the kind of um a hyperactivity in, in a good way um in terms of the start of the game god i hope so i hope, I hope you can start getting 90 minute um, performances <laughs> like that rather than 15 or, or 20 um, but no yeah let's say the first as Dave said Plymouth were bloody abject weren't they for the first oh, yes. 20 minutes of the game and right. I appreciate you know we were we were pushing on and we had loads of energy in the final third and we were hassling them but even when they weren't being hassled there were so many unforced errors as Dave's they were just kicking the ball out of play and really weird not no, past it straight to us they were just awful but to be, you know, to be fair Craig I think at that stage we were popping it about though pretty well weren't we with yeah. intensity and stuff we were actually yeah. we did start the game really well yeah we did and, and to be fair to Parrot if you if you watch the replay of the goal he he actually anticipates mm. pass before it's even been made he he runs from quite a long way away once he notices what the hell's going on to um to anticipate the uh the back pass and I think he did did really well to sort of anticipate it as I say and and nick it ahead of the goalkeeper but yeah we we were we were really really impressive for the first for the, say for the first twenty minutes or so of that match there you know we were all over them and you know as we know that we just don't have an awful lot of goals in the team um and we didn't really create that many chances despite our you know pressure and and being on top for that for that period of time um. And again, actually, actually, when you when you're going for the team and you were talking about the subs bench, I think I might mention it on the WhatsApp is that bench wasn't exactly full of goals either. So you know, had we not scored in the first half and it was you know nil nil or something going to the second half, 
Paul Cook could probably look around, look around and beside him and think, well, bloody hell, I can't make too many changes to add, you know, influx of goals into the team from that respect. So I think that'll be something he's, he will definitely, definitely, definitely be looking to, to resolve is the, just the lack of goals. And maybe that, that final ball, that final cross isn't maybe got the, the most quality on it at the moment, I don't think. Dave, um, there's another chance for Jackson, um, yeah. an injury to Flynn Downs as well. Just talk to me about the the rest of the ha- the, the half. Why? Um, yeah, talk, was, talk about the level. Did it did it not did it not sustain through? And I think and why? It did. I think Downs Downs's injury was a turning point. I think he was probably having his best game, maybe even been his best game of the season. He was everywhere and really, you know, winning tackles properly, winning tackles. You know, and him and Dizelle were like the double pivot were playing really well together. And I don't think it's any coincidence that Cook alluded to that after the game. You know, partnered good old. Harry from Bath's partnership, well, he was, yeah. <laughs> Covalent bonds, yeah. Yeah, and, you, and you could see it, you know, you could see it between the two. So that took a bit of energy out of us, I think. But, yeah, Jackson had a really good chance one-on-one. It's, I think Wilson lofted it forward and he, he sort of got a bit of a break of the ball and he's one-on-one with a keeper. All right, it was a bit of a, wasn't at his feet, it was sort of bouncy and he tried to lift it over him and didn't. Then Parrot had a good chance. I think that was the last bit of Downs action. Some really, um, Downs, yeah, yeah. Downs play some quite good interplay. Got it to Parrot. It's a bit unlucky actually. Did everything right. Good block by the defender. Um, and then he picked up his sword. It seems sort of fairly innocuous, but yeah, clearly it's a hamstring. And as I said on, I think I said on the WhatsApp, the hamstring <laughs> strikes again seemingly. And again, you just don't know with those. If I mean he's young, isn't he? But you know, if it's a they they grade them, don't know if it's a serious one. Like I think it goes grade one and up. Is so. it torn? I don't know that this we don't know be scanned when mm. I don't think don't we know that yet. But if it is like a grade one tear, then that's that's well, that's, that's the same month, as six weeks. El, that's a month, six uh, weeks. El Mazzuni was a three, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it could be. I, I, I'm not season, sure. I think yeah. it may, may, may go the other way. May, I, how it's graded, I don't know. I, I wasn't sure, but yeah, I mean, if you're right, if it's on a on a par with what El Mazzuni's done, then he's he's done probably. That's that's six weeks probably, which is a shame because him and Dazel were really really looking good in there. Um, but it was not, and then and then I think. They, um, you know, Plymouth. Yes, we we spoke about low being coaching it, good coach and stuff. Plymouth certainly changed their shape and probably possession-wise for the rest of the half, pretty much dominated possession. We went to our shell a bit, I'd say, um, and um, but didn't really create anything. That was not that sort of yeah. Didn't didn't really get behind us or create a couple of balls splashed across the box, but nothing in it really. And probably half time one nil, probably fair because of our complete domination of the first fifteen twenty minutes, probably. What's your thoughts, Craig, uh, first half as a whole? Yeah, pretty much that. So we started off like a house on fire, first 20. I think that Downs um, injury may have just like opened up our our right-hand side there, left-hand side. I think he was coming across, wasn't he, a lot, and, and covering and sort of blocking yeah. off that channel. Um, and as soon as he, he was off there and Bishop come on, I don't think Bishop did too much for the whole match when he came on, did he, um, in his place? Um, but obviously, you missed, you missed that. Um, energy and and now of getting out wide and closing things off. And I think Mayor Mayor had a bit of joy, didn't he? In the the last fifteen twenty minutes of the half down that uh, down that side so did, front. Of so did the fullback who's had the who did have a Mayor <laughs> the first fifth <laughs> that Lewis that Lewis yeah. started to get on the ball and hit a couple of really good crosses, you know, in there yeah. from the left. Um, into the second half, then Craig and we're going to talk about two two of our favourite things here. You can talk about Alan Judge. And then the return of Cole Skew. So Judge uh, should have put his 2-0 up, really, shouldn't he, with the, with the right foot arriving onto uh, Jackson's cross. And then, um, and uh, David will laugh about this because he and I over the podcast have done this to death. You know, oh, Skew's is done. 
we need SKUs. No, SKUs is done. No, we definitely need SKUs. No, SKUs is done now. No, we need... <laughs> I think we're back in we need SKUs territory now, aren't we? But um, talk to me about Judge and the return of SKUs, Craig, and then, uh, Dave, you can have your say on that. Yeah, well, that, as you say, that Judge chance, it was a... Andre Dazelle used his, his right leg swinger. Swinger, to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, and to be fair, it was a lovely ball. He killed it beautifully yeah. down, the, yeah. down the right-hand side. Um, and Jackson broke in. And as Jackson does, actually, when he breaks into those channels, where it'd be left or right, he does very, very often get his head up and actually pick out a decent ball and a decent cross, um, which he did. He avoided um, Parrott, who's, who is being marked by if, one, if not two of their players. And Judge was bombing in. Um, like you know, like a good attacking midfielder should just break it into the box. It's in and around the penalty spot, laid on the plate, and yeah, he just doesn't seem to read the. Yeah, he sort of slips. He doesn't seem to read or... read the ball properly, does he? It's, you know, he as soon as it's he a good hit ball it, though, Craig. Yeah, it's beautiful ball. Yeah, I don't know. You couldn't really see if it did bobble, but you know, judge looked back at the penalty spot as you to say, "God, bloody hit a bobble! I had to shin it wide." But <laughs> you know, he, he saw it. That you know, he saw it in penalty spot. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but no, he saw it all the way. He should have crossed at least hit the target. And you know, had that gone in the beginning of the second half, that that yeah, would have been game been over. Much you know, more comfortable, yeah. yeah. He could have almost. He could have almost. He, he, it was right to hit it first time. He could have almost taken a touch there, probably, and got it out yeah. of his feet. But yeah, he just got it all wrong. Yeah. And then and then the return of Cole Skews, Craig. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think you're saying you know where Skews has gone. Oh, we need Cole Skews. Skews has gone. Oh, we need Cole Skews. Flynn Downs is walking off holding his hamstring. <laughs> oh, we need Cole Skews. I think, you know, it's probably perfect timing in that respect is that, you know, if Downs is out for two weeks, if he's out for two months, as soon if we can get Skews up and fit and, you know, just a bit more match fit and a bit sharper, then, yeah, he'll be he'll be worth his way. Especially with all these away games coming up, I think, you know, we've got a lot more away games than we have home games where, you know, we may need to... Just be a little bit tighter in the middle of middle of midfield, or maybe hold on and see a game out. He'll be ideally suited. There was a couple of a couple of times in the match actually. He still he looked rusted, didn't he, poor old guy? But obviously he will be. He hasn't played for God knows how long. But there were still times where he was in the right place at the right time and just got a toe in. And you know, if if being coached by Cook and and Roberts can get him just to get the ball and make that challenge, make that interception, and then get it forward a little bit sooner than he you know, maybe has done previously, then I can see it's only going to be a benefit for the last couple of months of the season, I think. So, David, if I'm going to put a positive spin on this, since Mick and his mid-low block and everyone defending together, and then um, I don't know what Hurst was asking him to <laughs> do, and um, then Lambert had him trying to be Pirlo or something, didn't he, and everything since... Is there an argument, Dave, that what we know about Paul Cook is he wants dy- dynamicism, dynamicism, I can't even say the damn word, from the fullbacks, he wants the midfield to, to sit. Is this now arguably, as Craig said, a, a better fit for Skews that could hide any possible deficiencies he may or may not have and play to his strengths? Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm, I'm talking, good. of course, Dave, in terms of just being asked to. No, of do... course, I know. it could suit him really well. Although I did hear, I did hear a strong rumor the other day that um, 
that there could be another out of contract signing on the way <clears throat> and we could have the uh, Scuggless access back again. <laughs> and frankly, I'd be terribly disappointed if, if it wasn't. Best podcast, rating, best podcast ratings ever. Well, the Scuggless midfield access were in situ. Well, but, I think that Luke Hyams retired now because we got all, we got oh, all we three of them. Could have had all three. I saw JD on a Leeds podcast um, uh, the other day. So looking looking resplendent as ever. Um, but yeah. Um, no, it's um, no, it, yes. it's, it's League One. Um, perhaps tactically, it's a better fit. Easily, I mean, I thought, I thought he was playing some of his last season. You know, I thought he was playing some when, we, when, we, when he was playing. I thought he was playing some of his best football, sort of sitting deep and pinging passes here and everywhere. I mean, he has got that, and he's yeah, he has got that about him. And Le- League One, you know, experience-wise, it'll be it'd be fine. It'll be fine in there. But it's just a shame because obviously he hasn't got the energy and the, the legs of, of Flynn Downs. It's just such a shame. But yeah, um, yeah, could have an important part to play. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Chambers are right back. Know, well, back look, look, honestly, mad. It's, it? 20, it's 2015. Christ, all Penlock, over again. Penlock gets injured. We have Ward in there. My God, that'll, be a, <laughs> um, that'll bring the average age up a reasonable amount. Get Johnny Parr on there. Um, Dave, Plymouth should score here. Um, Left wing cross, camera, the inside forward. Um, Paul Cook Cook was very keen to praise the Ipswich defensive action in this game, but said that um, uh, the lad probably should have scored the the head, the, the, the one chance there. Yeah, the one big chance, yeah, ball in. And I don't even think he was unsighted. I can't recall, you know, if, if someone missed a header in front of him. I don't really think think they did he was sort of on his own and just completely mistimed it and just sort of skimmed off his head and skimmed you know probably the yard wide you know fair fair way wide um yeah that was the only chance a really good ball in you know with probably wind assisted a bit really pinged in and yeah he should he should score there he really should score there um, um i think brenner was saying it was perhaps wilson's wilson or mick mills was saying that was yeah, wilson's mick fault mills. Yeah. yeah mick mills yeah Wilson's fault but yeah other than that again I thought Wilson and NCL have played really well again If you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with Talksport Fan Network and NordVPN giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. 
NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Um, Craig, comfortable seeing it out? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but you know, we didn't we didn't create too much. They didn't create too much second half. It was just, uh, yeah, a bit of a non-event, the second half. I think, yes, if Alan Judge had um, scored that early doors, then I think we'd have seen out relatively comfortably. Comfortably, yeah. Even so, I don't think, you know, we were under too much pressure. I think if you look at the XG, they were barely 0.5, I don't think, despite having quite a lot of position after our initial 20-minute, first 20-minute burst. Um, you know, as Rich will point out, um, Thomas Holly didn't need to dive around too much or, or make any <laughs> make any saves, did he? So, um, yeah, he probably just used the same kit he did after Lincoln match. Um, I t- said I thought Dryden did well when he came on. Yeah, he looked quick, didn't he? As well, I know, I know he's really got a bit good. of pace about him, but yeah, he, he did. He, he set up a couple, didn't he? he? Played one lovely, yeah. played one lovely ball across oh. the outside of his foot. Judge should have done better there, actually. Yes, yeah. should have really committed the guy on his left foot, and you know. Got got it out of his feet and uh, yeah, instead he sort of delayed a bit, didn't he? But that was really good play. And it, once or twice he once or twice he did that, held it up really well. And you're right, it su- showed a surprising turn of pace, I'd say. There's some underlying numbers there: 54-46 to Plymouth on the possession. Obviously, Ipswich defending a lead for most of the game, so not shock horror there. Eleven shots to six, only three to two on target, which um, plays into what Craig was saying about. Neither side having much. In terms of the territory, five corners to one. Two big chances to one is always the most revealing one in in town's favour. Um, David, tight-ish game, but... What's surprising? But game, game state is never reflected in these numbers, is it? Especially no, when you score early, is it? Yeah, I mean, what surprised me, and you you spoke about him earlier, is Jeff Cott was on the bench. And Jeff yeah. got, I mean, you can see what, what didn't... Didn't you know? I can't actually see what time. Uh, audience, uh, 63, 63. Okay, so had half an hour, but yeah, it didn't you know? We certainly kept him in arms there. I can't remember him having much of an impact, barely being mentioned or, or touched the ball. So, um, yeah, that was a bit, I must admit, that was a bit of a surprise. But now I think we saw, we saw a lot of, dare I say, <laughs> we saw a lot of games similar to this, perhaps under, under Mick, where, um, you know, we'd score, concede possession, defend, yeah, deep ish. And just see it out. Yeah, they, they just weren't. Other than the one chance, they really didn't create a lot. Really didn't create a lot at all. And, you know, if, in fact, for once, we saw out the last, sort of, say, five, ten minutes, really, really quite comfortably for us for once, you know. Nice. I'm actually intrigued. Sorry, Ben. I'm just, I'm just intrigued as to whether Paul Cook, you know, in the long run, wants us to play like that. I'm, listening to him, he doesn't, does he? Listening no. to him, he wants to score one. He then wants to score another and another and put the game to bed. And then, you know, you haven't got to worry about the opposition. But I just wonder, and then we, we may talk about it later with questions, bits and pieces, is either it's so ingrained in these players that there's, there's still an element of trepidation. Um, you know, there was a point in time where Jackson had it and he was breaking free down the right, put the brakes on, 
knocks it back. It goes back again to Enciala. You think, well, if I'm pulling my hair out watching it on the telly, then I'm damn sure Paul Cook's tearing his hair out thinking, just bloody go for it. Mate. Just have a run, knock it past him, you know, see if we can get another. But mm. so it's, it's going to be a, a toss. You know, it's going to be a combination of things. Obviously, it's going to be not enough time. No one's got enough time on the training ground to get any ideas across. And these players have just played a certain way for such a long period of time. It's going to take a while to, to knock it out of them. I mean, where we, where, you know, where we are now is just about getting those points in it. Get those three yeah. points, move on. Let's, let's entrench ourselves in the playoffs and then who, who the bloody hell knows, you know. There's, but, li- yeah. Dave, there's literally, um, there's two games, then a week off. And then, yeah. then you've got 11 to go. And then the final two games, there's a week off. But So by the time you get time to work with the players, there's two games left anyway or you've had one week um in two games time so I think it's one week coming up yeah you're right one week yeah, coming up that's soon. it yeah yeah that's it and, um, especially, yeah. Especially, and especially with the with the amount of traveling we've got to do you know, they've got even less time haven't they you know if you think yeah you're recovering you know you're off today you're a bit of recovery tomorrow you're probably traveling Fleetwood, tomorrow yeah. afternoon to get up to fleet to get up to bloody fleetwood yeah yeah um there is the league table for those of you watching um on youtube ipswich oh. are in in the playoffs in sixth position um 13 points in the last six games anyone who knows um anything about dave or my coverage know that joe royal once said if you get two points per game you're looking all right two points per game at any point during the season over any number of games if you do it over six games you're on a good little run there obviously maybe we need to give matt gill some credit for the start of that run obviously six games undefeated at home there's some nil nils in there um 54 points from 33 games. That's 1.63 points per game. We are projecting 75.27 points. Just to throw it out there, if we were to record two points per game for the remainder of the season, 80, which would you would think comfortably possibly be even fourth or fifth rather than even sixth. So yeah. the, the challenge is there, um, Dave. Um <laughs> 13 games to go can you get between 20 and 26 points is where we're at isn't it yeah it's just i mean i mean for us it's just going to be the goals isn't it it's just going to be getting the goals to to achieve that um well look dave can i just read you some totals there look hull 61 no i know um, posh 53 lincoln 53 sunderland 51 doncaster 51 uh town 38 and then i'm looking down to blackpool who've got less and then Shrewsbury, who've got less, but and not then only you, that, then you're it, down in the bottom four with Wigan for. But of um, course, not, you know, not only that. Don't forget, last time we got in the playoffs, we sneaked into the playoffs and goal difference. Well, you know, if you look at those, look at the goal, look at our goal difference. I mean, there's there's a there's certainly a point there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's only you know, plus so five. It's just yeah. That, I mean, I don't think I think defensively, touch you know, Gillingham apart last week, Touchwood, we look reasonably reasonably secure now. But um, yeah, it's just create creating the chances and uh, yeah I, I personally think yesterday i think I, again i said that on the whatsapp i think norwood would have would have perhaps probably been in yesterday and probably had you know certainly that first that first 20 minutes and it was a couple of times in the second half where i think jackson jackson got in a good position put the ball across the you know across the box and really inviting air and you think yeah the, uh, that's the sort of place you know norwood would have been would that's his bread and butter sort of goal so yeah i think we need to get him fit because he is the one that has got an eye for goal and I think is capable. But yeah, that's my only concern really that we're just not going to score enough goals. I don't, I don't want to be that guy, but 
Eight playoff appearances, one win. Is that not a concern as well? <laughs> well, I forgot. It was so long ago, Ben. I'd forgotten about hey, Sunderland, that. I know Sunderland, it was one, and, Sunderland and Pompey are uh, possibly in there as well. Craig, right. um, 13, 13 games, um, projecting 75 points. 75 points um, may, well, may well get us in. But um, uh, what, what are your thoughts on on, on this running? And as, as, as Dave's questioned it, lacking goals... And lacking time as well. It's yeah, it's the gold thing, isn't it? You know, it's and it's not. And again, we'll probably talk about this in a bit. It's not necessarily the strikers, is it? It's the three, four guys behind them that's the issue. It's the it's loading the bullets rather than firing them. Um, but again, you'd think that, as we know, the the positions of the teams that we have got to play are towards the bottom. And historically, we've done okay against those type of teams even if it is purely because we have got better players than them. You know, at the end of the day, a better quality player, our better quality players produce something, um, or they did do under Lambert, you know, with no real structure or pattern to play um, to, to bring us out on top in those games. So it, now that we're there, as Dave said, now that we're there, let's let's get ourselves entrenched in it. If we can get a, a, a position or two above where we are at the moment, I don't really see any reason why, why we shouldn't now with our running. Interesting. Mm. Should we go to some questions? Um, I think we've answered Andrew's question there about um, skews. Um, Dave, CFP, Chambo's fist pump. Nice. Um, when is, um, when's the takeover? Um, do we need to kind of park the takeover? Is it actually important? Obviously, it's important long run, but um, short term, the, the takeover, although it might be a nice news story, um, will will have no tangible short term effect, will it? It won't. No, and can it? Could it be seen potentially? Now we are in the playoffs. Now we are in sixth. Could it? Would it possibly be seen to be, or perhaps become a slight distraction? Maybe I don't know. I, I don't know. Look, it seems like you know you hear you hear sort of whispers again, and you know even one from a local, I think, solicitor last week about you know land registry and stuff like that the training ground and land registry searches and all sorts of things going on so look seemingly it's going to happen when god only knows i don't you know who knows who knows absolutely um craig let's do that one from hey uh do you know any strikers? <laughs> We're going to need a couple. But seriously, we've talked about goals. Talk to me about uh, specific personnel here, Craig. So Norwood, a parrot could be used up top. Jackson, Hawkins, uh, Drynan. Yeah, yeah. Well, as, as I say, as Dave said, out of those, you would say that Norwood's you know the most natural goal scorer. Um, but then, as I said, it's not necessarily the goal scorer. It's the guys that are producing the chances for the goal scorers, isn't it? I'm I'm not entirely sure whether if Paul Cook were given a clean slate, how many of those strikers that we've got, he would actually choose to to have in his squad. I don't know how many of them fit the bill or fit the Paul Cook blueprint for a for a central striker. Um potentially it might actually be Hawkins who who fits the mould more more than the others, just to be that, you know, the, the central Yeah, exit. Yeah, for everyone to to um to manoeuvre around, but obviously you're then reliant on getting an awful lot of goals from out wide, which we which we don't have. Um, so as I say, it's it's going to be a combination of everything. It's going to be a combination of of getting fit strikers on the or getting a fit Norwood on the pitch, probably um, because you know despite all Drennan's, um efforts yesterday, he still doesn't score a lot of goals. 
Um, Jackson as the single guy up front, ball bounces off him a little bit, doesn't it, in, in that role? Um, so if we can, Hawkins, it's gone quiet on Hawkins. Really, I don't know if people don't particularly ask the question anymore, but I haven't really heard about when he's due to be back, uh, fit and firing. But if he's not, a, you know, if he's not being spoken about, you wouldn't say he's going to be suddenly appearing and and playing for sixty minutes in a match. So, yeah, as Dave said, and as as uh, the question was there, it's it's going to be goals that gets us in the playoffs and you know staying in the playoffs. Uh, Dave uh, from Jack here. Uh, first twenty minutes, proper identity, press high and force mistakes. Um, the question part of it is: Do you think our team's fitness needs to improve so we can press for longer period? Is this something that's going to work against us? Because now, in a COVID shortened season with um, Saturday, Tuesday, every other than three weeks, basically now for thirteen games. It's just getting through, isn't it? Rather than being really sharp and fit, right? It is really. It is, and it you know showed yesterday. You know, you lost another one with Downs. You know, you can't afford. You know, I mean, what now? You know, hate Touchwood. It doesn't, but you know what happens. You got a fleet with Tuesday and Dizel. <laughs> you know, Dizel crocks up with a hamstring or something like that. It's, it's yeah. It's just about keeping these players fit, fresh, match ready. Really. Can you now. just parlay that into Jill's question, Dave? Um, just get, go doomsday on me. Downs is out until the playoffs. Um, what's what's your solution then in central mid? <laughs> well, you've really got a choice. You, you know, given that the players are out on, you know, McGavin's out on loan. Obviously, Almizuni's out. You know, out now for the season anyway. He was out on loan anyway. You're pretty much left with you're left with Bishop. You're left with Skews. You're left with you know Dazel, who you would or trust in there, but who are you know who are experienced enough really to play in there. So. Skews, obviously, his age will have to be managed well. I, I thought, like Craig said, when Bishop came on as a, you know, obviously, I guess a sort of direct replacement for um, for Downs. We lost a bit yesterday. Downs, I think you can't underestimate, it's going to be a big miss for us, unfortunately. Big miss. Although, you know, just as you were saying at the beginning, Ben, about keeping people fit, the sheer, the sheer size of our squad should help us in that regard, shouldn't it? Because, you know, the, who do we have playing up front Lincoln, we had Bishop as the 10 and Norwood as mm. the striker. Yesterday, we had a completely different two come in. There's not many teams that will be able to do that, would they? If, if their star striker got injured, that they'd have you know, a ready-made, not ready-made replacement, but you know, another one of a similar standard to come in and play. And you've got Parrot just behind him. Let's have mm. a look. Um, Dave, um, sorry, this is Dave. Uh, it's a question for Craig. Um, does Cook have a bigger task um, altering the mentality rather than the tactics and the playing style? I mean, you already kind of mentioned that about, um, oh, wh- where do you go when you're, when you're 1-0 up and you don't get the, don't get the second goal, um, etc.? Surely that, you know, that's... We're in, um, I'll talk to you in five wins time territory in terms of confidence, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, and as as Cook said himself, you know, he's, he was asked, wasn't he, about how many um, transfer windows and uh, a manager needs to to start seeing some benefits. And he joked that he what, what four or eight, wasn't it? I think he said, but he said, no, give me, give me one transfer window and one pre-season. Yeah. So give him six weeks with these guys and he'll get them into some you know, moulded unit that will start doing what he wants them to do. The, pro- the problem we've got is the, the squad that we've got, as the, the, the last three managers we've had have had completely different... Well, let's not include Hurstney because he wasn't here for long enough, but McCarthy's mentality and tactics and style were completely at odds to Paul Lambert's 
mentality tactics and style, which are completely at odds to Paul Cook's mentality. And you've still got remnants of McCarthy's squad and players who are still here trying to play the third different, quite striking different type of football to watch, which they were drilled pretty effectively with Mick, aren't they? Weren't they? So it's going to take a while. And as we were saying, they just, he just hasn't got the time at the moment between games to, to get it in. So it's, and funnily enough, um, I texted into or tweeted into Suffolk on t- after Tuesday's match and asked Mick Mills that exact same question was how long does a manager need to get his points across and get them actually to start infiltrating into a team? And he said, and he used McCarthy as an example actually at Cardiff and said, from now to the end of the season, it's going to be more about man management than anything else. Uh, just, it's going and to get just, just, just mood as well. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Morale, mood in the yeah. camp. And cross the mind, if you're not going to get upbeat and ready to play for a <laughs> Paul Cook, cross, I'm, I'm ready to play for Paul Cook. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does get that across really well, doesn't oh, he? Oh, doesn't he? Yeah. And, it's yeah. Just, and, that's, and that in itself is just a breath of fresh air for everybody concerned, mm. isn't it? I'm actually looking forward to hearing a, a manager's press conference now, whereas yeah. before I wouldn't, I don't know, I'd turn, me, turn the volume down rather than up. Interesting. Um, one last one, Dave. Um, Mark Ewing, Patrick Ewing. Um, you're talking about partnerships. He's, he's mentioning partnerships there. Um, can I, sorry, Mark, I'm going to hijack your question. Talk to me about Wilson and NCR, because if we've, if we've written off skews a few times, we've certainly written off Toto as many, haven't we, Dave? I mean, they, look, they look quite good. I've got to say, for Will, bloody hell, a couple of times Wilson, yes, they like strode out with the ball, didn't he? Almost like Wolfenden style, and you think, bloody hell, you know, um, and actually, and used it quite well. Look, NCR. There's, there's your spare midfielder, Dave. Well, <laughs> NCR is, yeah, okay. NCR is. Does what he says on the tin, really. He's just uh, he's a bit of a warrior, isn't he? But he's got a mass- he's got a mistake in him. Didn't really put put a foot wrong. I mean, yeah, they didn't really put him under a lot of pressure yesterday. So for me, he's ideal at that. He's ideal at that level. Absolutely gonna, ideal at that level. He's going to have two central midfielders sat in front of him as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, 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 I mean, you know. yeah, I know. I know Joe's a big advocate and quite rightly too, you know, you want to get a ball plan and probably Cook will want to get a ball plan centre half in there, which he would think potentially is Wolfenden. But, you know, I was reading on Twitter today and a little bit from TWTD, some comments on Wolfenden. Does he really justify his place in the team this season? No, he doesn't. No, he really, I don't think he does. Having said that, a lot of that may be he was playing alongside, you know, very inexperienced, you know, Mark McGuinness as, as a pair. And that, let's face it, that really didn't, didn't work out. So, um, no, and you know, I think the two of them at the moment are, are doing are doing pretty well, doing pretty well, yeah. And also, they're not being asked to do anything out no, of the ordinary, not. are they? You know, when they're, they're defending, not being asked to play out from the back, which exactly. they can't do. No, they're being asked to hit it, hit it relatively long, not you yep. know, not whacking it route one, but they're hitting no. it drop to it, the halfway line. Yeah, yeah Craig, where, where did the where did the Caden Jackson chance come from in the first half? It was exactly. yeah. Wilson. Wilson just, just died, wasn't it? it? Yeah. 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 Exactly. And even when they're defending, you know, they're not trying anything stupid. They're just clearing it. Get it into the stands. Get yourself reset and get ready to defend the throw-in. Got no problem. Well, Wilson's been an absolute revelation since he's come back into the team. You know, let's put his goals to one side, but absolutely really, really good. I think I need to read my Neil Warnock book again. Head it, head it, kick <laughs> it. it. Yeah. Head it, kick it. <laughs> I don't want you messing around. you got to die to win three. Well, points. Actually, box. Get it out. <laughs> Sheffield United need a manager, don't they? Yeah. Oh, do they? Give, oh. give it. Actually, yeah. I'll tell you what I was going to say. I was talking to some. You're going to reply. Pa- you're gonna reply. No. No. 
I was talking to some Birmingham fans earlier. Need someone to hold the fort to the end of the season. Can't particularly do much. Um, maybe someone who did this same thing at Stoke City before, who's um, available, you know, come in, be quite quotable in the media. Paul, Paul Lambert to, to Birmingham. No, should we, we'll pour water on that um, here and now, um, shall we? Um, well, Craig's already mentioned this, Dave. Before we get to our um, back-to-back Paul Cook derbies against um, Pompey and Wigan, we got these two, and it feels really important to get through these two games yeah. and get get yourself yep. get yourself four points, doesn't it? Um, uh, Fleetwood, um, and we're going to have uh, Richard Stewart. Is it Richard and Seb? Does anyone know who's are you? Are either of you on that show on Tuesday? I think I, I think heard. it's. Oh, is it? I think it might be. It might be Richard and Joe. Yeah, it was anyway. Richard and Seb last week. When it was it? I don't know. Yeah, it might be Joe. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Richard will be here on Tuesday after the Fleetwood game. Um, Dave, um, Fleetwood were quite good opponents for us last season, but of course, um, Joey Barton is no longer there. I didn't realize um, they've, been on, they've been on quite a good run. Last five games, I drawn, drew one, lost, one, yeah. one, three, one, three on the spin before yesterday. I mean, no, I didn't quite realize just how because it just seemed to me that Fleetwood, if someone had asked me, I don't know, a month ago, I'd have said, Yeah, Fleetwood are going to be going to say it, they're, they're about on the cusp <laughs> of the play, they're on the cusp of the playoffs. And they must have had a horrific run of form, which I just really Dave, fell off my. Fell I'm going to interrupt radar. you because I was doing a stream the other day, and I think it was David, who's an old school Blue Monday listener, referred to Steve Evans as the new romantic, and I'd, for- <laughs> I'd, I'd even forgotten that game. I would have forgotten about that, don't we? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it, it was so funny, Craig. It's just such comedy gold that it completely <laughs> forgot about. But, yeah, uh, and he's like, he's yeah, he's sort of Steve Strange tribute act yeah, with the but, eyeliner. But yeah, he he reminded yeah. me. Yeah. Um, sorry, sorry, Dave. Go on. It, no, it no, felt, no, in, it felt yeah, important when been, I was interrupting you. Fleet right, Fleet would have been on a really sort of half decent run. So yeah, they've obviously um, it's not going to be easy up there on a Tuesday night. Never the easiest, really. So, uh, but you want to you know go with. You know, Portsmouth, we all know Ipswich, you know, teams having a horrific run. Oh, Ipswich, that's all right. We've got Ipswich at home come Saturday, soft touch. We'll roll them over and we'll back, we'll be back up and running again. So, yeah, ideally, you want to you want to keep the momentum going with a win at Fleetwood on Tuesday and then, yeah, get something from the Pompey away game. Am I going to be hearing lots of nonsense, Craig, about the mythical new manager bounce when we play Pompey on Saturday? Um, <laughs> you're going to you're going to couple these games together, Craig? It's, it's got to be three or four points, hasn't it? Across the two, um, yeah, prob- probably yes. But you know, you you don't want to lose to Portsmouth, do you? Because just no. to keep them at arm's length, if if nothing else, were well, they two points behind us at the moment? I don't know who they've got on um, Tuesday night, but yeah, ideally, crikey, if we can, if we if we can get a win at Fleetwood, but as Dave said, they've been in, they've been in very good form in the last three mm. or four matches. They you know, they may well have beaten Lincoln a couple of couple of games ago. Um, so yeah, but you know, draws don't really get you anything, do they? You know, you do tr- need to try and get a win to get your two points per game, Ben. Really, more than anything else. I'd, yeah. So yeah, you get your two win, points per game, aren't you? Win Tuesday, draw Saturday, be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would. It would be. Um, yeah, going into and then you've got a complete. You've got a week. A week. You've yeah. Got a week's break, then, haven't you? So yeah, that would be. Um, that Which be to, to the players, Dave, must seem like oh, six yeah. weeks off like, this season. Fuck, must yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah, great holiday, crikey. Yeah, no, it'll be um, yeah, two two important games. You're now getting into you know mid March. You're now really getting into it, aren't you? You know, just just in a playoff spot. Yeah, just keep that momentum going. Pick up pick up something from Fleetwood. 
you know, don't lose to Fleetwood. Ideally, pick up three points. Don't lose and then go to Portsmouth. Still, you know, still on a bit of a, a little run, undefeated three-game run. And yeah, just just, just see, you know, they're not... In- you t- Dave, you're totally right. You're totally yeah. right. I watched, I watched a lot of football this weekend. I watched Brentford and I watched Swansea in the Championship. Neither of them played well. Just one nil away wins for both of them. And Paul Merson um, said it on uh, an interview I saw the other week. He said, he said, I won the title twice and we probably played well for about 10 games. Um, sometimes it was individual quality. The rest of the time we just churned it out and it was muscle memory. And you're totally right. At this stage of the season, it's slog it out and then maybe you go into um, tournament mode for three games if you're, yep. God forbid, a playoff campaign in Blue Monday time. Oh, my word. We just missed the, we just missed the last one, didn't we? Missed the last oh, one. I'm quite glad we missed the last oh, one. Oh, God. Too... Yeah, can you imagine summarising that semi? Oh, my word. No. Too heartbreak. But there's some Whoa. absolute playoff losers in here if we get Ipswich, Sunderland and Pompey. <laughs> some terrible playoff teams. Just throw <laughs> throw Brentford and Preston. Um, actually, Derby, Derby are just as bad, aren't they? Although Derby have had uh, Derby had their eighth appearance, didn't they, two seasons back to tie us in the championship. But I think, oh no, Reading as well. Reading always lose awful. in the final, they don't pretty they? Awful. Yeah, they, 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 win, they win the division by about 110 <laughs> points, don't they? It's all millions of goals, don't they? Yeah, crikey. Uh, I heard before, before this weekend, I think, because obviously um, Sunderland played today, didn't they, in the, the Pizza Cup? The other they won. They won. Yeah. they won, yeah. Someone was saying that in their previous nine visits to Wembley, they'd only yeah. won once. They crossed nine visits to Wembley. Yeah, wow. That's good. And I was at one of those. Um, I was at the um, eighteen nineteen League One player final, where they, of course, lost to Charlton. And I suspect that run started also with a defeat to Charlton back in yeah nineteen ninety eight. Did that constitute the new Wembley? Not that didn't include the old Wembley when they famously beat Leeds in the cup final, did it? Oh, we Porterfield, really Porterfield one nil. Porterfield one nil. Lovely stuff. Um. Right, I think that's just about done us. David, you've been um, chatting with Ipswich Town legend. I have. I have. Russell, Russell what Bloody Osman, tell us what about I want, it. What, what I, want to, I had a lovely chat with Russell Osman two weeks ago now, um, talking about all things, really talking about his, his career, his, certainly his career at town, obviously with a bit of a slant. I think the day I spoke to him was the corresponding day 40 years ago of a St Etienne away game. So it was, it was Did we awesome play St Etienne? I beg your pardon? Oh, sorry, did we play? No, we it? didn't, did we? Yeah, I think we did. Some, yeah, French. Oh, yeah, you'll yeah. have to so, tell me who was playing for them one day, Dave. I will <laughs> tell you who was playing for them one day. So he, um, yeah, he remembered that fondly. And it was, yeah, absolutely, absolutely brilliant. However, what I want to say is, and that, that got pretty good response. Well, what I say is, um, just before Christmas, coming up to the Portsmouth game this Saturday, I interviewed a proper, I'm not saying Russell Osman isn't, but a proper town legend, um, Ray Crawford, one of the, obviously, town's record goal scorer. And that's really done, I'm really surprised, what's surprising is, I don't know, done sort of fairly disappointing view of figures. So just a plea out there, please, not just me, <laughs> please go and watch that and educate yourselves about the history of our great club. And he was an absolute star in that interview, absolute star. It's, um, not about think, the, it's not about the views, Dave. It's the watch minutes and the interaction. Don't you oh, worry about s- it. Sorry. Well, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So, yeah, no, anyone exactly who hasn't listened mean. to that, who, who, you know, appreciates our wonderful club, yeah, give that a listen. There Thanks, you go. Actually. And um, at David Diamond 3, Three on yeah. Twitter. Um, when did you last send a tweet, Dave? Have you retweeted <laughs> anything in the last month? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd always be tweeting, Ben. 
Any original? Any original tweets? Any, no, I don't do any... original tweets. Not right. We're going to say. Right, Craig. We're going to make a challenge now. Dave is at some point in the next week. So you've got lots of time to be. You're going to do an original tweet. Don't just put "I had avocado on toast for lunch." Um, no oh, one now cares. Start, now, now you've now you've got me now. now Dave, it's, it's Twitter. You've got to do one of three things. You've got to swing your dick around and pretend you're the most intelligent person in the room. Argue with someone or yeah. try and be virtuous in some way by taking down somebody else. That's how Twitter I think, works. I think I could probably manage all three of those. But <laughs> for Dave, don't. It's not in your nature. <laughs> and, if, and, if, and also, you're if you're too nice. Out, if, if someone's arguing with you and you're found out to actually probably be on the wrong side of it, just double, for God's sake, just double down. Keep double, double, double quadruple. I, yeah. I quadruple down. Um, and and what, was, what would eight be? Quadruple. I, Oct- I don't know. Oct- octuple. <laughs> down, yeah. Oct- octuple down. Double down. I'm, I'm just imagining like a funk musician imploring the audience to octuple down. <laughs> <in there. laughs> it's not working, is it? Um, Craig, where can we find you on Twitter, my friend? Craig oh, Finbow. Yeah, Fims seventy five. <laughs> what is this? You, I, I just, I just say his name wrong on purpose. There, there's a very funny clip, Dave. A show I love called Trailer Park Boys. Have you ever seen Trailer Park Boys, Craig? No, no. I've heard of it. Don't watch it. No. Yeah, it's tremendous. Absolutely, it's very childish. Um, but one of the directors, and we're talking like, um, or one of the producers or whatever, used to go onto conference calls with proper. TV execs and deliberately pronounce people's names wrong and just see what. So, like, he'd say, Oh, we need to do it like Robert Denero and <laughs> then just wait to see what the reaction is. And I found this very funny and try and do it every, every now and then. Um, it's quite funny, although I've been saying Adamola Lookman, re- really pronounced Lookman um, on my on my channel for it. No, no one's got annoyed by it, which. Um, oh, that's which, annoying. That's annoying it is, in itself. It is then. annoying. So, I do yeah. them all now. So, when I do Swansea, it's Freddie Woodman. And Adamola look, man, and someone will notice this on my channel now. I've given up my childish games. Anyway, um, at Benjamin Bloom, you can find me on Twitter, um, retweeting stuff and arguing with people, which is always good fun. Um, but more importantly, follow the Blue Monday Twitter at Blue Monday ITFC, where you can find all our content. And if you go to YouTube, you can see, I mean, between the three of us, you can see me interview... Um, Marcus Stewart and David Johnson, for goodness sake, and Craig, Jason Dazelle, and David. There we go. We're going to play Dazelle, Stewart, and um, Crawford. That's our little front three. But they're all on our YouTube can we, channel. Can we just have uh, Pablo in a sort of like slightly withdrawn role? Yep. You do, do what you like, Dave. Play, play, play 10 up front. Why, why the hell not? Um, but that's on YouTube. And, of course, our midweek shows, which are now going to be going down the podcast feed a day removed, um, will be taking place after all of the midweek games we've got. But um, to best enjoy the midweek shows, get involved in them live because um, you get your comments read out and whatnot, get involved in the um, streams. If you do want to support our work, which is now into its, what is it, six seasons, Dave? Um, I think we're into, yeah. Um, you can do so on the support um segment on Acast if you're an audio listener or via Super Chat by um, YouTube um, and we would appreciate that very very much Lee. we have to pay lots of stuff for StreamYard which is um, this thing that we're on right now um, so um, that would be wonderful if you did want to support 
David, any um, profound last words, or are you thinking about the tweet that I've now challenged you to put out next week? I'm now thinking about the tweet, and I'm slightly panicking about it. So, yeah, I've got to come up with something brilliant. Oh, where will I? I'll find something. Do you, know, do you know the funny thing? I've known David many, many years, and I'll text him or something on Thursday and go, so, Dave, that tweet, you're going to put one out? And he'll go, nah, I can't be asked, mate. I'm not, it's not, it's not going to do it. <laughs> Tweet, I, I sent a lot. I, I sent a few DMs. To be fair, so I guess that's oh, the object, really, oh, doesn't it? Slide, yeah, yeah. Sliding in there, sliding. Yeah. In there. yeah. So, um, but no, don't worry. I'll, I'll come up with something suitable. You don't have to. I feel like I've bullied you into it now, Dave. I'm feeling a bit guilty. No, don't, don't, because I felt <laughs> guilty that I haven't sent any recently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the guilt trip, Craig. Any um, uh, profound excellent last words before i end this podcast actually uh, make sure you have got some because i pressed the wrong um dave and craig know that it took me three goes to work the technology to start the podcast so i'm going to try and get the end in one go any any lovely last words craig uh no i just know what i've got a hashtag for dave hashtag besmirch ah <laughs> uh, yeah besmirch alan judge's good name yeah, that'd be that work. Merch. You could do like mer- besmirch merchandise. Right, see you later. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.